Hello and welcome to the Forge Church Catch-Up Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us once again. My name is Ben. I'm one of the leaders here at the Forge. You've joined us at the launch of our new series, Greater Than. I won't explain too much about it. Instead, I'll hand over to our senior leader, Steve, who shared on Sunday about how contributing is greater than consuming. I think it's just been a life-changing impact. There was a time two years ago where, you know, I was really struggling with life and I really didn't see much purpose in, you know, in the day-to-day and found it difficult, you know, to go to work. And now through The Forge, I've been able to discover this new sort of lease of life and in being able to serve, uh, I've had a total perspective change on my work and my relationships and my friends. I can't, you know, help but share all the things I'm doing with The Forge. I'm just desperate to invite more people along to join in and to get involved and to help out. My name is Stefan and I've been coming to The Forge for two years and uh, life has just been so much sweeter ever since. Hey, good morning. Great to see you. If you're watching online, thank you for joining us. So pleased um, you're uh, with us too. I love just hearing a little bit of um, Stefan's story there. Uh, Stefan is just um, sitting down here so you can chat to him afterwards. But he was invited to the forge uh, by uh, some friends who don't come to the forge. Now, that's, I find that remarkable to start with, isn't it? But um, he did, and he came along for a number of, uh, of Sundays. And um, uh, Stefan took part in what was what we, uh, a course that we run called the Alpha Course, which is uh, Exploring Faith. And during uh, the time of Alpha, uh, Stefan came back to uh, a real living faith uh, in Jesus. And um, he has come to understand the heart of this series, the Greater Than series. Uh, and so we're going to be hearing a little bit more uh, from Stefan uh, later. But you know, that little sign in between, in fact, the, um, the lights here, uh, this is a mathematical sign. Thank you very much. And, um, uh, and it is the greater than symbol, where you take two things and you place one against the other and one will be greater than the other. So I just thought we'd do a little test of this over some very important issues of life. Okay, so the first one is this. Okay, just tell the person next to you, okay, Ed Sheeran or Taylor Swift, which is greater? Okay, just tell the person very quickly next to you. Okay, well, some of you are thinking, I don't know who either of those are, Um, and I, uh, yeah, Uh, such is life. Well, just to let you know uh, that if it's based on music alone, of course it's Ed Sheeran, he's from Suffolk, Um, uh, uh, and if it's based on record sales, by far it is Taylor Swift, because she has more than doubled the sales of of albums and singles uh, over uh, Ed Sheeran. Okay, let's go to the next one. Okay, just very quickly, just uh, to say which one, which one, okay. So, okay, the, once again, once again, it depends on what you base it on, but if you base it on, um, with these two football clubs, okay, if you, if you base it on who is the stronger, well, obviously it's Ipswich, because they are holding everyone up at the moment in the championship, and not many clubs can do that well, and I think Ipswich are doing that really well, so obviously Ipswich wins that one. Okay, let's go to the next one. Okay, which one? Come on, which one? Which is greater than the other when you have as a pet? Come on, which one? Okay then, well, obviously the answer is dog, uh, because no one should like cats. Right, okay, Um, let's move on. Let's go to the next one. 
Remain all... No, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. It was just done as a joke. All right, okay. Honestly, things would get far too violent, I sense, otherwise. But this whole idea of greater than, of one thing being greater than the other. You know, advertising companies uh, base so much of their marketing on selling a product over and above a rival company's uh, product. Uh, they would want to try and uh, put across to us that their product is the greater than choice. But even though we know at times there will be some choices that we make where the, the greater than is obvious. I mean, you know, a, a Mercedes against a Citroen. We kind of know which would be the greater than choice when it comes to cars. But we don't all drive Mercedes. And why? Well, it comes down to a variety of reasons. When it comes to our choices, often we'll know what's greater than, but we choose not necessarily to take the greater than choice. We will often decide for something lesser for a few reasons. One, it's cheaper. So it's less of a financial burden. Secondly, it's easier. It will have less demand on my time than something else. Or it's less of a risk. We want to stay with what we've known rather than stepping out and trying something new. And so whenever it comes to a decision, when there's this greater than decision, we ask the question, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is the greater than worth pursuing? Now, it's worth um, just noting uh, today that every year here at The Forge, we do what we call a vision series, where we go back to the kind of the foundations of who we are as a church, why we exist, and why we do what we do. And so that's what we're going to be doing over these uh, next three weeks. And we wanted to highlight three areas that have a choice between something which might be cheaper or easier or less risky to something which could be far greater and ultimately worth it. Now, if you're visiting uh, here today, or if you, um, uh, this, yeah, you haven't been coming along to the forge for long, uh, I just want to let you know that this series is going to be slightly different to what would normally take place here on a Sunday. Uh, many of our series are based around um, uh, helping people to take a next step forward in various aspects of life. So we've come off being a pro-husband, a pro-wife, and all, all of those kind of issues. And so this one is very slightly different, but I'm still so pleased that you've chosen to come today. If it's your first time, or if you haven't been coming for long, or you're tuning in for the first time, I'm so pleased because it will help you to understand what's at the heart of who we are as a church. And if you have questions about faith, about life, or about us as a church, then you just need to know there is nothing off limits. You can ask um, whatever you wish, and I'll be around afterwards, and others will be around that you can talk with too. But ultimately, the forge is here because it has a purpose. The forge is here because we have a mission that we are obsessed with, and our mission at the forge is this. It's to help people find and follow Jesus. In other words, we have this core belief that when people get to know Jesus, one, their life gets better. We've sung about it, about having a living hope. 
Our life gets better. We get better at life because of following Jesus, because his way is better. And also it becomes better for other people around us. I mean, let let me just explain. Um, A number of years ago, I think it was back in 2013, uh, a lady called Claire, Claire Mully, she's going to come up here on the screen. Uh, Many of you will know Claire if you come because she often sings um, here on stage. Uh, And Claire, she had been suffering from cancer and uh, a friend of hers called Joe invited her to come to the Christmas service. She came to the Christmas service and she started to come afterwards. She then brought her husband along uh, uh, as well uh, and the family too. Uh, and, And Claire really kind of so fell in love with Jesus and it has changed her life so much. So that's good news for her. That's good news for Andy. He's looking pretty smug there anyway, isn't he? Okay, so it's good news for her. She is learning and has learnt to live a different way because of following Jesus. But it's great news for others because on Thursday, she was um, uh, at the same event as I was and she bought the pudding. (laughs) She is a great, great cook. And so because she has found Jesus, others of us can benefit from chocolate brownies. Do you know what? It hadn't struck me until I just thought, she's she's a follower of Jesus. And we all benefit. And I just thought, that's a great good news story, and I just wanted to share. In fact, would anyone like a piece of... um, Honestly, it's lovely. Does anyone want a piece? Yeah, there we go. Pancake, that's it. There we go. So others are going to find out and benefit too. Now, that's just silly, but let me just explain to you that when... When someone gets to know who Jesus is, what he's said, what he's done for us, and responds accordingly, do you know what? It offers the greatest perspective regarding our identity. That's what Dave was talking about last week when he had the two um, boards here at the front. Such a powerful talk. Every now and again, something happens at the forge, which I just think is quite incredible. And what Dave brought last week was amazing. And it's because of who we are in Jesus that we can understand our identity. We can understand the value that God places on our lives. We can understand the freedom that we can have from shame, from, um, uh, from uh, our past failures, our past sin. And we can understand the greatest adventure in our purpose. And so the mission that we have to help people to find and follow Jesus is not because it's not a recruitment drive for religion. It's just not. It's a desire for others to find what I've found for myself and what many of you will have found for yourself, the freedom, the joy, the peace that can only come through knowing and following Jesus. You know, when Jesus was here on earth, he would talk and um, one of the times... Uh, His friend John recorded some of the words that Jesus said. This is what he said. He says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And we all know stuff that goes on in our lives that can steal the joy, that that can can kill off that that kind of sense of peace that we have in our lives. And Jesus wants something better for not just for us here. He wants something better for every person in our communities around. He does. And that's why he went on to say this. The thief comes to steal and kill and destroy But look what Jesus says, but I've come that they might have life and have it to the full. As a church, we exist. The primary reason we are here is because Jesus can give life and life to the full. 
And I don't want to hold that to myself. I want others to discover and find that. And I am almost 100% sure that that's true for nearly everyone here in this room. So our mission is to help people to find and follow Jesus. Last September, there was a couple called Paul and Karen Bagshaw. They come from uh, Bacton, the village of Bacton. And um, they've started attending the forge. Uh, Karen, um, who's there, Karen had been brought up in a Methodist um, uh, church uh, when she was a child, got to the age of 10, and she was so disliking it that uh, her dad said, you don't need to go uh, anymore. And so she kind of uh, stopped going to church. Paul, uh, who's there, um, Paul had never been involved uh, in a church other than going to weddings and funerals, so he told me. And in 2016, Paul uh, was diagnosed with having a brain tumour. And uh, it was such an anxious time for them. And uh, he was taken into hospital, had a major op to try and remove uh, the brain tumour. And following radiotherapy and various MRI scans, uh, Paul was given the all clear in August of 2018. And throughout those two years uh, in talking with them, uh, they said that they prayed, they prayed that God would help them, although they didn't really know who God was that they were praying to. It was just that kind of cry for help that they would be able to get through such a difficult time. And at times they would attend um, uh, a local church, uh, but in a sense they just said that they, didn't, they hadn't felt comfortable there. Now, Paul and Karen own a dog, um, they are normal people. They don't have a cat, I don't think. And, um, uh, and Karen, in the morning, often uh, walks uh, the dog. And there is someone who goes to the forge uh, called Louise O'Gorman. Is Louise here today? Yes, there she is, just down here. Um, and uh, Louise also has a dog, so she's a sane person. And uh, the two of them would often um, walk around the fields uh, and they would talk and they'd talk about life, what's going on. And Louise would share that she goes to the forge and every now and again, she would be very gentle, not pushy at all, but she would invite them uh, to come along and to find out uh, more. So on the first Sunday of September, this is just after he'd been given the all clear from his brain tumour, Paul suddenly announced that he wanted to go to church. And because of the links with uh, Louise, um, it was, yeah, just before 10 o'clock, um, they rang Louise and said, we'd like to come to your church. Um, is that all right? And so Louise said, yeah, of course. So she would meet them at the door because obviously it's scary coming into uh, a new place. And so within 10 minutes, they got, got dressed, they got into the car and they were making their way here. And it was the um, Starbucks spirituality series that we were doing. And I asked them and said, look, on your very first visit, what was it like? And... Um, uh, Paul said that he was pleasantly surprised, that he didn't really know what to expect. He said the place was friendly, it wasn't patronising, it was informal, they were made to feel at ease and comfortable. He then said everyone looked normal, which, I, which must be that actually a number of you were away that week, but um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, and he said that he was instantly at ease. He said the music was good. In a sense, it was unexpected to see a band up here. The songs were uplifting and all of that. And so within a couple of weeks, another friend, Pauline, who's just sitting down here, Pauline said, why don't you do the Alpha course? And so over the autumn, Karen and Paul did the Alpha course. They were just really, really hungry to find out more. So they started in the September. Um, they loved the videos. They loved the people that they were meeting with um, each week. Uh, there would be various bits through the discussion afterwards that they would really struggle with. Um, uh, but um, 
Karen, during that time, made the commitment to find and follow Jesus. And she said, or looking at it, it was so obvious, the change that was happening um, in her life. She says she talks to him every day, is learning so much in her 10-month group about what it means to follow. And this is what she said when I had a meal with, her on, uh, meal with them on Wednesday. She said, everything's changed so much, my whole perspective and outlook. And I then spoke to Paul at the end of the Alpha course. I said, Paul, where are you at? And Paul said, I'm 95% there. And I thought, well, that's, that's pretty good. He's moved quite a long way, so he's 95% there. So when I had the meal on Wednesday, I thought, right, I'm going to find out. What's the other 5%? So I said, Paul, you said 95% at the end of the Alpha course. What's the extra 5%? What is it? What's the step that you need to, um, uh, to take to kind of uh, take that step of following Jesus? And he said, actually, it's no longer 5%. He said, now it's a gnat's whisker away. Now, I'm still not sure why, what that is, but, um, but it has been the most exciting journey just of seeing God at work in their lives from a point of crisis and a point of what would have been terror at, at, at times with this brain tumour, and yet to see how far they have come in finding Jesus for themselves. I tell you, that just brings life to me. It really does. It's why we exist as a church, to help people to find Jesus. And honestly, if you have, if you are ever with someone on the journey as they find Jesus, it is the most exciting journey. It really is. It's not just life-changing for them, it's life-changing for us too. If you have a family member or a friend that you see come to faith, you will understand just the joy and excitement. It's why we do what we do, because we want to help people to find Jesus. But it's not just about finding, it's also about helping people to follow Jesus. And that's why Stefan's story is so exciting. Being a teacher, the weekends for me became a sort of a, a dead time where it was just a kind of reprieve from work. Often what that meant was I wouldn't actually get out and do much. And so coming back to God, coming back to church, um, coming back to a community, I then suddenly realised that actually it's all well and good receiving things, but actually giving things back is so much sweeter. So I'm really thankful to Martin Cobbold, who was uh, fantastic in getting me involved at Life at the Forge. I was absolutely desperate to get involved as quickly and as, uh, yeah, as sort of deeply as I could. And so very soon I got onto the prayer team and I got onto the connecting team and then the meet and greet team. I think it's just because of the feeling that you get when you serve. I think the great thing about serving at the Forge is that um, it's already organised um, and it has a certain structure to it and you feel like you're kept in the loop. I really do believe, uh, you know, in the servant God, in, uh, in, the, in uh, the God that came to earth in the form of Jesus Christ and, um, you know, washed his apostles' feet. I think uh, when we serve each other and when we love each other, I think we, we see, you know, the truest reflection reflection of God in our lives. Fantastic. Stephen, you see, has come to understand and act on the truth that following Jesus, becoming a follower, is actually a proactive way of life. It's not just a reactive or a sit back. It's actually a proactive thing. And part of following Jesus is all about this contributing, being greater than consuming. It's especially true when it comes to the church family. 
It is. Because in taking part, having um, a, a sense of purpose, being able to use some skills and gifts that God has given to you to be part of a bigger picture, to be part of something bigger than ourselves, is so much greater, so much greater than just expecting everything to be done for us as the consumer. Now, don't get me wrong, being a consumer is great. It it can be really, really good. If you are new, if you're visiting um, here today, we don't expect you to contribute in any way. We want you to sit back, we want you to experience, to ask questions, to feel welcomed, to kind of find out about who we are as a church. But my plea is this, is that if you come and if you stay, my plea is that you choose to become a contributor rather than a consumer. In other words, to get involved. The reason is, is because contributing is greater than consuming. Just listening to Stefan, this, this was from what he said, so I just jotted it, um, you won't remember all of this. When, asked, uh, when, when he was speaking about um, why he serves, he says this, he spoke about purpose, he spoke about a new lease of life, he spoke about a total perspective change, he said giving things back is so much sweeter. He spoke about Jesus being the servant king, that when we serve, we see the truest reflection of God in our lives. Why? Because Jesus came as a servant. So after the death and resurrection of Jesus, Jesus was with his disciples who had consumed so much information and had seen so many things happening uh, around them because of spending time with Jesus. Jesus then commissioned them and launched them launched what would be the Jesus movement that would spread across the world and would reach Debenham. Look at what Jesus said. This is to these these lads who had been with him for the last three years. He says, go out and train everyone you meet far and near this way of life, the life of following Jesus, marking them by baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded you. And there comes Jesus' promise, which we sing about, this yes and amen. In other words, it's a promise which is true that God will keep. And I'll be with you as you do this, day after day after day, right up to the end of the age. And so we as a church have a mandate, a mission to fulfil, and it can only be achieved if we all throw our lot into seeing it happen. So what I want to do just in these last few minutes is just to pick up on our tactic as such this year with regards to seeing more people finding and following Jesus. This year, I want to invite you to get behind what has to be one of the simplest goals ever. One that will come naturally to some of you, will, be, will require a little bit of energy from others of you, and will be a little bit terrifying for some of us as well. And it's one of the most effective ways of helping people to find and follow Jesus. In fact, this word has come up several times already this morning, because it happened to Stefan, and Stefan wants to do this thing. It happened to Claire Mully. It's happened to Paul and Karen. 
And it's possibly why you are here today or you're watching online today. So what's the goal for 2019 for The Forge towards this mission of helping people to find and follow Jesus? It's one word. It's invite. That's what it is. It's about invitation. Giving an invitation is often the starting point for people to find Jesus. It was true 2,000 years ago, and it's still true today. You know, just as Jesus was beginning his ministry, a man called John the Baptist was paving the way, was preparing the way for when uh, Jesus was going to start his teaching and start his miracles uh, over those following three years. And John would have disciples. He would have people that would follow him, that would be learning from him. And this is how John Um, one of the disciples records the event. He said this, the following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, look, there's the Lamb of God. And when John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. And here it comes. Andrew went to find his brother, Simon, and told him, we have found the Messiah. And then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, your name is Simon, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. And the word Peter means the rock. So do you see how simple this was? Andrew invited Peter to come with him to see Jesus. Peter came and and became one of the disciples of Jesus. He later became the leader of the church in Jerusalem. And Peter saw thousands of people discover a living faith in Jesus. And it all goes back to an invite of a brother saying, why don't you come with me? We don't know that much about Andrew. He was one of the disciples of Jesus. There's not that much written uh, about Andrew. But we know loads about Peter. And that, for me, is the power of invitation. Because you never know where it might lead. So what we need to keep in mind is this. Is that to invite is a win. It is. To invite is a win. Even if they say no, whoever it is that you invite, even if they say no, if you have invited, that is such a brave and positive step. And if they accept, well, blimey, that's a win-win then, isn't it? But do you see, it has to start with us. Jesus would invite people to follow him, and not everyone did. And so Jesus would be very miserable and he goes, no one likes me, that's really horrible. And and he would, no, he didn't. He just put the invitation out and some accepted and some didn't. Some left sad because they wouldn't accept the invitation that Jesus gave to them. Not everyone's gonna say yes. The win is making the invite because you never know where the invite will come. Walking a dog, as Louise did, dropping into conversation and saying, why don't you come along? It's led to, well, and that's Whisker. That's what it's led to, and that's Whisker. So far, so far. What we've done is um, on your seat, um, you will have found one of these cards. 
Uh, it's a brilliant little card as a reminder of our goal for this year. Our goal with regards to inviting. And you will find on the third section, on the inside section of this, it says, who is on your guest list? Take a moment and consider the next question carefully. Who could I invite? I would ask you to take this leaflet away. And over this week, just think, who would be the people that I would love to see finding Jesus? Or people who used to follow Jesus but no longer do. Who would be the people that I could be praying for? Who are the people that, I, honestly, if we start praying for people, we will be more likely to invite them. And so literally to write this down, write their names down on this and keep this with you. And the second part of it is this, and what to? Well, there are loads of options here, depending on where your friends are or your family are on their journey. Do you know what? Sometimes inviting people on a sun, to a Sunday service is a massive step to take. It is. It's a little bit like being down here, just off stage, and, and um, the invite to try and get someone to come to church is as big a step as take, standing there and trying to step up. It kind of feels too big. And so we recognise that. I recognise that. And so what are some of the smaller steps that we can take? Some of the smaller steps at the side, which makes coming up onto the stage that much easier. And do you know what? Asking someone or, or inviting someone to watch online is a lot easier than inviting them on a Sunday morning. It just is. But if that's the first step, then take the first step. Inviting them to a 10-month social where there might be no content is just a fun chance, but for them to be able to meet others from the forge might be a first very small first step for inviting a friend. And all of this is working towards what? Getting people in church? No, it's not about getting people in church. It's ultimately about getting people to experience the joy, the peace, the forgiveness, the love that God has for everyone. It's just that so many people don't know it. Why? Because we haven't invited them to find out. So we're going to talk more about this um, uh, over these next couple of weeks. But I want to ask you to contribute to the mission of our church by inviting friends, by looking down that list. What would be good? And have I got the courage to ask and give the invite? The other thing which I want us to, um, I want to ask for all of us to contribute to the mission is also with the other leaflet that we have here. It's um, with regards to giving financially. You know, after what was a tough year last year for us at the Forge, um, we still find ourselves in a place uh, where we need to see an increase in the income that comes to uh, the church. And every year we hold what we call as a gift day. It's happening in two weeks' time. And what the gift day does is uh, it encourages us to take a next step. So for those that maybe who come and you just put a little something in the offering basket as it goes around um, each week, it may be that uh, the gift day will prompt you to start giving regularly if you haven't given before. And so there is a systematic way of doing that. And inside, if you're a taxpayer, um, you, we can get the gift aid back uh, on any gifts that you give. And so there are ways in which you'll be able to give regularly. 
Uh, maybe to review, this is me. So every year when it comes to this time of year, it gives uh, Sarah and I the chance to review our regular giving and to say, are we in a position where we can uh, increase our giving? And so that's, that's what the gift day means to me each year. For some of us here, it might be that push to be able to give a one-off gift. But we have um, a target, and you'll see that on here. It's 38,000 that, that we, um, it's going to be really important that we are able to raise this money uh, towards an overall total of 60,000 across all of our locations. Now, that seems huge. That seems impossible. It's that whole thing that if everyone contributes, it makes such a huge difference. I Honestly, I, I so believe in the mission of this church. I so believe that God has not only used us in the past to help others, but he will use us in the future too. And so to invest through our own personal disciplines of giving plays such an important part in that. So I would ask that you not only take this away and that you think, who could I be inviting? Who can I pray for? But take this away and to think, what's my part going to be in the gift day for 2019? So our next step in contributing, which is greater than consuming, who to invite and what should I give? Why is contributing so much more important than just consuming? It's because it grows us, because it stretches us, because it enables God to do his life-changing work in us and through his church. And honestly, I believe that's the greatest adventure to be part of. So will you join me, with, uh, join me on this mission and on these actions? I really hope and pray uh, you will do. It's going to be worth it. God's going to do some great stuff. Can I ask that we stand? I'm going to ask the band if they wouldn't mind coming up, please, uh, just to lead us in a final song. But let's stand together. I just want to pray. Father, you are our heavenly Father. You know us, you've made us, you love us. And God, our response, our response to that is so important. Because Jesus, you've made a way for us to know you, to know that peace and forgiveness, that, that freedom from shame, that letting go of what's happened in the past, to be able to create a new future and to have big dreams again. And Lord, that requires us to respond to your call, to find you and to follow you. So Lord, would you help us as a church to make this mission just central in everything that we do and that each one of us can play our part in that mission. So Lord, over this week, I pray that you would prompt us to know who to pray for, who to invite over this year. Just looking at those events of thinking, what's the next step that I could, I could take in helping them to find and follow you, Jesus? And likewise, Lord, money, yeah, money just plays such an important part in life and so easy to get a hold of us and it becomes more important than it should be. Lord, I pray that because of your generosity, you would help us to express generosity so that as a church we might press forward in the mission that you've called us to. Help us, Lord, to contribute because contributing is so much greater than consuming.
in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. We want to keep the conversation going. So for more information about all that we do here at The Forge, check out forgechurch.com and all of our social media channels. Feel free to tweet us, Instagram us, wherever you are, however you're listening. It's wonderful to have you with us. We'll see you next week.